when a teenager likes something, they really like something. Like they become obsessed. And for me, it was all about punk rock music. Particularly if I discovered they were a Christian band like Reliant K and MXPX, I was all in. And from there, I discovered these record labels like Tooth & Nail that only released Christian punk rock music. And I was like, yes, discovering bands like Number One Gun, FM Static, The Wedding, Hawk Nelson, Juliana Theory, and The Fold, whose lead singer, Dan Cassidy, joins me today on Songs That Changed You. How you doing? My name is Aiden. This was a really fun chat. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. If you like what you hear, why not tell the internet? Uh, Leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We haven't had a fresh review in a while, so it'd be great to see a new one up there. Let's do it. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Songs that changed you. Time to talk music once again. I am excited to break down another song that has had an impact on somebody's life. And my guest today is a man that I was uh, listening to a lot in the early 2000s. I first discovered The Fold with their album, uh, This Too Shall Pass. But since then, um, you know, The Fold have gone on to release a whole lot of Lego music, which is bizarre. And I can't wait to discuss this. Uh, Dan Cassidy, how you doing? I'm doing good, and I I've so been in the mindset of like this song we're gonna talk about that I didn't even like it didn't even cross my mind that you would know about the Lego stuff. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> okay, so we need to talk about this. You guys were a regular band, and you know, releasing awesome sort of indie pop punk sort of stuff in the early 2000s, and then you had Lego knock on the door and say, "Can you release some music for us?" Is that right? That is kind of right. They were they were not under the name Lego so much, and that's what made me think it was maybe not a real opportunity, which I don't know. Anyone who's listening who's been in the music world, you get a lot of these, like, they say it's an opportunity, but it's really not an opportunity. Sure. So it felt like another one of those because this guy was just, you know, it was just his name, and he said, we're doing this show for Lego and it's going to be about ninjas. And I'm thinking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're sure. all different colors, just like Ninja Turtles. So it just sounded like a really kind of bad idea, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I got lucky because one of the guys who was working on the show, like for the soundtrack part of the music, was from just a town over from where I live. And although we weren't like close friends or anything, we were kind of like we knew of each other. And he threw my name out. Uh, to the music director who was the one who reached out to me and said hey you know i could picture this guy's voice from the fold uh they live in chicagoland just like me i could picture his voice working with kind of this this song idea we're kicking around so i really did put you know a few hours i wouldn't say days but a few hours into singing this this demo version of this song called the weekend whip And 
from there, it was just like just hanging on to the harness of this show because it just that demo was in the pilot episode, and then the first year of the show it was on Cartoon Network. They used that demo uh, with my vocals, and then we got to re-record it as a band, kind of once the show really was established and going into season two and. Yeah, that was 10 years ago. That's crazy. And We've since, recorded like 30, yeah, you, 30 songs. You've released a whole heap of albums with Lego? Like, like, do you guys consider yourself a Lego band now? Like, how does it work? I don't mean that insultingly. Yeah. I, I hope you don't take it no, that No, not at all. We've kind of been unsure how to treat it ourselves. Um, so what we did is we started like a, a parallel, the fold uh, under the children's genre, um, you know, iTunes or Spotify. And so we just released the music there. I think maybe since maybe in the last five years, we have recombined them because we just figure, you know, a fan is a fan and we're just going to want to release music however we can and hope people listen. But for a while it was like that. It was like, okay, this is under the children's genre. And we were at the top of the, the kids' charts on all those for a while just because of this Lego connection. Awesome. But, um, yeah, Lego Lego themselves kind of um, – they are funny about working directly with a band because I think it's, you know, you never know if a band's going to go rogue and start doing things that wouldn't agree with the brand. Sure. But it's worked, it's worked out great, you know, where we get along and we just – we're not really a band that's going to push those boundaries. So – Although they can't, you know, call us like a band that's under the Lego umbrella. Um, it's really felt that way and their fans have been awesome to us. Well, we need to discuss a song that has changed your life, Dan. So what song have you chosen? Yeah, so it's a song by Larry Norman called The Outlaw. Some say he was an outlaw That he roamed across the land With a band of unschooled ruffians yeah, it was hard to kind of pick a, a lane here because I like so many different bands. And But this, this song felt interesting because it kind of plays into uh, my testimony a little bit. So I kind of grew up in the Chicago suburbs playing as a drummer, actually. I, I sing and play guitar these days with The Fold. I was just kind of the drummer in a bunch of punk bands with names like Those Naked Guys and Show okay. Off. <laughs> so just really uh, doing my thing in, in secular music and trying to be punk. And, you know, I always kind of looked at it as like I was the good kid in my punk band, but the bad kid in the youth group worship band. And I, I did them both. <laughs> been there. Been there. Um, yeah. Yeah. You look like maybe we're, we have similar stories so yeah it was kind of like something i was uneasy about and i was like you know who am i and you are trying to figure out who you are at that age all that to say i wasn't like into christian rock i think you know there was amy grant and there was maybe some michael w smith that's all i knew yeah and so like even when i would go to youth group you know people would talk like about dc talk and uh, jars of I guess jars of clay was a little more mainstream, but like a band like Five Iron Frenzy, I never heard about until you know we got signed to Tooth and Nail, probably. So I was raised Lutheran through those years, and that's kind of where the youth group thing played in. Okay, kind of had a soft soft spot for Jesus, but it didn't really go a lot further than that. It was like, hey, don't make fun of him, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, in my twenties, I kind of started to, to hear a little bit of a different gospel, you know. I, I was growing up and 
and it kind of woke me up. And, um, you know, if I had a soft spot for Jesus before, like this was the first time it became my whole world. And, you know, it was the first time also where it wasn't like, I'm just, I'm just the drummer. I didn't write the lyrics. You know, you can say whatever terrible things you want on stage. I'm just the drummer. Um, so it kind of shifted my worldview where I wanted to, you know, write songs. And I knew if I was going to do that, it was going to be kind of about my faith. About to get married at the time, told my fiance, who's now my wife of 20 years, who's upstairs at the moment. I was wondering um, why you were pointing you know, up. <laughs> ah, oh, no, she's <laughs> she's very much alive. Praise yeah, the okay. Lord. Good, good, good. Oh, my gosh. The pointing scary. Oh, that scares me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's watching uh, Suits upstairs right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was a huge wake up call. So kind of during this time, I met a guy actually at Sparrow Records, who was turning me on to kind of like, as I look back, I think he was just pointing me to like the beginning of Christian rock, because to him, that was cooler. And I, I kind of felt that too. So it was guys like, you know, Keith Green, but Larry Norman was like a, one that I flagged because my dad who went through like, kind of in the Jesus movement in the 70s, uh, he got saved. And Larry Norman was somebody who st stuck out to him kind of as this punk rock Christian. And I had really never heard of, you know, who he was. But this song, The Outlaw, uh, really stuck out because it was like talking about Jesus almost as like this this against the grain... The rebel. ...punk rock figure. Yeah, rebel. And it really like hit me yeah it just kind of hit me that this is like a punk rock song like telling that story of jesus you know that he he stood against everything in his day and he he gathered this group of ruffians um to to do you know this this work of starting a revolution i guess just yeah hearing my dad kind of call out this song and then uh Chris York as well from Sparrow. It was just kind of like one of those moments where I was like, if I'm going to write this kind of music, um, you know, this is kind of the blueprint. I want to write a song that, that speaks to people on this level. So yeah, that's kind of why I chose the outlaw. I love it. <laughs> well, it's interesting because yeah, you said he's almost like this punk figure, despite the fact that he makes folk music, they do have so much overlap, yes. don't they? Like <laughs> as far as like, politically charged sort of push boundaries and stand up for what they believe. And Larry Norman was exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think folk music has a way of having kind of a, a rebel message, but doing it in a very heartfelt way. And so you're hearing this obviously, you know, 40 years after it was released, but it's still just as relevant to you as a, as a young you know, guy in their twenties trying to figure out what music to release and things. And yeah, it's just kind of like helped me find my voice. You know, I knew I liked, I liked the lyrics. I liked the message. You know, it's just one of the only songs where I could, I could turn it on right now and it would just, I'd be crying, even though I'm not a person who cries often, just gets me excited for, you know, when he comes again, you know, it, it kind of all culminates with, I think we should get ready because it's time for us to leave. And our hope being in heaven, it's like, what what other moment um, could be bigger or better than that? So, 
the song itself never actually says Jesus in it. It very clearly is about him. It talks about his life, but never says Ooh. the word Jesus the whole way through it, which I found really interesting. When you're writing music, is that something you're thinking about? Like, obviously, you're wanting to present your faith. You said that. But how do you find that line as far as, like, being overt or hidden in your message that you're portraying in each song? First of all, I never noticed that <laughs> until you just said it. Well, I've been listening to it, like, you know, a dozen times preparing for the yeah. interview. I was like, it never actually says his name anywhere oh, in it, but it's it's very clearly about him, obviously. It's not a hidden message. Yeah, that's almost more remarkable. Shores of Galilee, yeah, but not, not Jesus, Son yeah. of God. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, my son kind of found this song that he heard on the radio and he said, dad, I think they're singing about Jesus because they talk about sin in the song. And I don't think they necessarily were, but I said, you know, Lucas, that's the really cool thing about music is I could write a song that's very much about God for me. And somebody could hear it and think about like, oh, this makes me think of my girlfriend. And I think that's a cool thing. I'm sure there's people who would say the opposite, and I'm sure I've said the opposite as a younger, uh, rebellious <laughs> songwriter. Yeah, I want everyone to know this. And maybe those are the times when I did sing the word Jesus or God in my songs. But I'm somebody who's seen that change in my life, and I just want to be honest with what's on my heart and sing that. So. If a JPM, as we called it, Jesus per minute, okay. <laughs> if I if I tend to mention Jesus in the songs, then that's fine. And, you know, if it's maybe done in a more covert, artistic way, um, I, I'm okay with that. Uh, is that a real term, JPM? Like, is that something that record labels throw around? Like, uh, you need to up your JPM or we used, it's too much? Or we what? used to joke about it with bands like Hawk Nelson. We just, like... We're like, you know, what's the, what's your JPM at? And we'll talk about, you know, if you could be on Christian radio. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I think it was just more like a, a joke we had with the other bands on Tooth and Nail. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, Dan, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thanks, Aiden. Appreciate it. And this is Larry Norman now with The Outlaw. Some say he was an outlaw that he roamed across the land with a band of unschooled ruffians and a few old fishermen. No one knew just where he came from or exactly what he'd done, but they said it must be something bad that kept him on the run. Some say That he spoke in many parables that few could understand But the people sat for hours just to listen to this man Some say he was a sorcerer, a man of mystery could walk upon the water, you could make a blind man see, 
episode of Songs That Change You was recorded on the land of the Ghana people. Each episode is produced, edited, and hosted by Aidan Grant. That's me. I'd like to also thank Zach Spencer for additional audio assistance and Pastor David Hall for helping support the show. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to get in touch, maybe have a guest suggestion or any kind of feedback, please email aidang at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening.